0: What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Cougars on a Tuesday. Hope you guys' this holiday weekend has been absolutely marvelous. A lot to get to ahead on this episode of Locked On Cougars. Continuing a conversation we began on a special Monday edition, celebrating Independence Day for the United States of America. Well, BYU also celebrating a decade of independence? What is the future for BYU? And we'll talk about that a little bit ahead on today's show. We'll also continue our look back at BYU football history. Our 100 seasons of BYU. Football countdown wraps up the 1970s with 1979 and the absolutely marvelous senior campaign that Mark Wilson enjoyed as a Cougar that year. And of course, we'll catch you guys up on everything else involving BYU athletics like we typically do. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. Check them out at rockauto.com. All right, that's the rundown of where we're going here. On a Tuesday, without further ado, let's dive on in. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast for July 6th, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. A big thank you once again for joining us on your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. A reminder for you guys to join us every single day. It's absolutely incredible to see the numbers as they continue to roll in from last month. Speaking of June, you guys were marvelous. But one thing I got a request for you guys right here, kind of the top of the month. I guess unofficially, obviously, it's July 6th, but we're still early. On into the month of July. If you guys are going to be listening to this podcast more often than what you have been, I hope you guys are, because what we've been seeing is there's an average of you guys monthly, uh, speaking of the typical listener right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, in particular right here on Locked On Cougars, is that the average listener listens to two shows a week. So two of five. It's a 40% number. I'd like to see you guys get up to 80%. If you guys would listen to 80% of the shows, so Four shows a week. I would truly appreciate that, and I think it would actually make you guys even smarter BYU fans than you are already. I think you BYU fans, by and large, get a bad rap as being unknowledgeable. I think that's complete bunk. I think BYU fans are actually some of the most knowledgeable when it comes to their teams in particular. But my goal here with this podcast is to make you guys literally the smartest BYU fans I can possibly make you. And the way to do that, well, join us more often. So, my request for you guys, yeah, go from that four 40% mark, get above 50%. 60 80%, another show or two a week that you guys listen to and I cannot thank you guys enough in advance for your support in doing so. Alright, getting going here on a Tuesday. Let's talk a little bit more about BYU independence. Obviously, 10 years ago this month, BYU actually officially went independent. They announced their independence going independent the year previous in 2010, but 2011 was their first year going independent and there was a question that came up in The Athletic recently and they have what they call their g5 notebook and chris fanini who covers a lot of the g5 programs for the athletic they put byu in that category because they're officially not a power five school well the question was asked recently to chris fanini and it kind of goes off a topic i wanted to talk about so we'll use it as a launching point here it says question if byu decides to join a conference in the next five years what conference do you think they are most likely to join Here's Chris Fanini's response. I actually think the expanded playoff going up to 12 teams in the relatively near future makes it more likely BYU sticks as an independent, assuming a power five league doesn't come calling. A 12 team playoff means BYU needs to get inside the top 10 to get into the playoff mix. That's very doable as we saw last season. Notre Dame agreed to the playoff format because it aided the Irish's hopes of qualifying every year even if they can never get a buy into the second round. That's the trade-off for an independent. BYU is a good TV deal with ESPN, so jumping to the AAC or back to the Mountain West doesn't provide a financial boost, and even if the G5 will have a path to the playoff, BYU's path might be even better, unquote. Chris Fanini, I think you absolutely nailed it on the head, I want to say amen to you because I think that's exactly what BYU is thinking right now with the current format of the expanded playoff that is expected to be implemented in the next two to three years. BYU, if this is how it's going to be, you have 12 teams, and if you're inside the top 10, you're firmly in the mix as a college football playoff contender. I absolutely agree. Follow Notre Dame's lead and say, you know what? This is what we're going for, and we're totally okay with pursuing this path. I think it is the right move for BYU to stay independent for the time being, unless a Power Five conference comes to BYU and says, we want you to join the conference as a full member. If that happens, you take the money and run. There's no doubt about that. Upping your money from, I, I've heard people estimate that BYU makes between 5 and $10 million a year. I'd actually venture to say it's probably a tad bit more than $10 million a year That's That's just my personal feeling on that. If you were to have a Power 5 conference come and say, BYU, you want to be a full share member where you're making at minimum $25, $30, $35 million a year, you jump into that conference and say, we're happy to be part of XYZ Conference, Big 12, Pac-12. Okay, the Pac-12 is not happening, but if it's the Big 12, you say, we're happy to be here. We're happy to be part of it. Let's do this thing. In the interim, yeah, you don't look at the American, you don't look, especially at the Mountain West, and say, yeah, we like to go back there because, as Chris Vanini points out, the current expanded format, the. the the, the college football playoff committee is going to put together that 12 team format it means that if BYU puts together another season like they had in 2020 and obviously that's easier said than done. You're going to be in the mix to make that expanded field and the fact that Notre Dame as Vanini also points out signed off on this Jack Swarbrick their athletic director he sits on the college football playoff uh, committee. He was actually one of the three man working group that put this proposal together. If he is signing off on this believing that it's the best path for Notre Dame who has been an independent now Out of one season this past year, playing with the ACC, if he believes this is the best path for Notre Dame, why doesn't BYU just embrace that as well? That's my personal opinion, and I think the future for BYU, folks, it's still as it always has been for the past 10 years as being an independent. Be an independent unless a Power 5 comes calling. Will that Power 5 invite ever come? Who's to know? Uh, honestly, I've talked to multiple administrators at BYU who believe that BYU is very much in the mix in terms of another round of conference realignment happens, that they would firmly be in the conversation to be a Power 5 contender, to be in a Power 5 conference, but until that happens, why would you go back to the Mountain West? The Mountain West is crap outside of Boise State, and who's to say that Boise State's going to keep up their level of play as they experience another coaching change? Andy Avalos is a proud Boise State alum. I get that, and he'll have, obviously, the fan base really going for him, but I think we're seeing cracks in Boise State's armor. I think San Jose State is kind of a two to three year wonder until their head coach moves on. San Diego State had their run under Rocky Long. Who knows if that's even going to last for very much longer than more than a year under, I guess, returned head coach Brady Hoke. You don't go back to the Mountain West. The American, it's intriguing. And if the American were to ever become the quote unquote power six once again, they were to get that power six moniker back up and rolling, then you would consider it. But for the time being, sit tight if you're BYU you're getting all the national attention you've always wanted you're in the national conversation as we talked about on yesterday's podcast and if you didn't hear it I would encourage you to go back to listen to that as it kind of re- did a retrospective on what led BYU to going independent and where they've been over the past decade what they've done the simple fact of the matter is I think independence has been a success for BYU don't let the detractors tear you down and say well they can't do this and they can't do that you know what Screw you. Move on. This is BYU's world, and you happen to just be living in it and want to comment on it all the time. And yeah, I'm not making a dig at any particular fan base, <clears throat> Utah. But anyways, along the way, I think very much the BYU is a beneficiary of their decision to go independent. And the near-term future for BYU, yeah, you sit tight. Wait and see if a Power 5 offer does come. If it does, you jump in both feet and say, we're happy to be here, but in the meantime, sit tight. I think it's a good position for BYU to be in, and I'm looking forward to seeing the future for the Cougars. And We'll continue to break this down. We're calling Independence Week for BYU. Talking about some of the news and notes involving independence for BYU. We'll dig more into that as the week progresses. All right, coming up here in a moment, we'll take our look back, our daily look back at BYU football history. 100 seasons of football countdown. Looking back at 1979 and the first undefeated regular season in BYU football history. We'll get to that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at Rock Auto, folks. Obviously, everybody wants their vehicles to be maintained and stay in tip top shape. It's a critical, critical part of our lives, especially if you're like me and you have to commute for work. Well, if you guys want all the parts for your car at an extremely affordable price, go to rockauto.com a family company been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years why would you choose to spend 30 50 even 100 percent more for the same parts from a chain store or the car dealership you normally go to when you can get on the internet and order the parts exact part you want from rockauto.com they have prices they're always reliably low for every customer you can't get a professional your mechanic can't get on rock auto and get a better price than you can get and the best part about it all all the parts are shipped directly to your door making it very simple for you as a do it yourself self or to take care of your vehicle so go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how did you hear about us box you also put locked on cougars if you'd prefer so they know that we sent you guys to check them out amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car truck or suv will ever need check them out at RockAuto.com. Continuing now our 100 seasons of BYU football countdown, taking a look back at all of the 100 seasons, the BYU football program has played to this point, folks, we've made it to the end of the 1970s. Yes, the national championship era is nearly here. 1984, that blessed season we'll be talking about in the near future. But today we're talking about 1979 for the BYU football program. And this was a breakthrough season for BYU. Going into 1979, as we talked about on yesterday's podcast, 1978 was a season that had a lot of issues despite winning another whack title and playing in the inaugural Holiday Bowl. Well, BYU welcomed Doug Scoville back to campus after a one year jump to the NFL. He came back to campus and brought back his past happy ways. Wally English had been the offensive coordinator in 1978 as we chronicled on yesterday's show and he wanted to really redo BYU's offense to make it his offense and very much had issues for BYU as they tried to get things right. Well, Doug Scoville comes back and he reestablishes what had been a very pass-happy offense, one of the best offenses in all of college football. And going into 1979, he had a quarterback derby on his hands. In 1978, we saw Mark Wilson start the year as a starting quarterback for BYU, but then get injured. And then the rest of the year, it was a split time, split playing time situation with him and Jim McMahon. Obviously, in this era of college football, speaking in the modern day, had you had a guy like Jim McMahon, who, by the way, in 1978 was named first team all whack for his efforts in relief of Mark Wilson, despite playing uh, splitting time with Wilson he probably would have transferred had he been told, hey, you're going to be the backup in 1979. We let Mark Wilson play out the string here as a senior quarterback, but it's a different era. And to Jim McMahon's everlasting credit, he stuck with the Cougars, was the backup in 1979 as Mark Wilson entered the year with all kinds of hype around him and obviously expectations, considering you just benched an all-conference performer at quarterback and gave the job right back to a guy who had had injury concerns the year before. Well, Mark Wilson rewarded that faith in him and had an absolutely marvelous season. BYU as a team reached their highest ranking in the national rankings in program history this season. They started out the year unranked though. We're playing at number 14, Texas A&M, playing in Rice Stadium in Houston. They won that game 18-17, an absolute uh, stellar game. They beat the Aggies, who were ranked number 14 as we mentioned, then came home for three straight home games, crushing Weber State and UTEP, 48-3 and 31-7 respectively then entering the national rankings for the first time as October began taking on the University of Hawaii at Cougar Stadium in Provo Cougars at number 20 absolutely pasted the Rainbow Warriors 38 to 15 Followed that up by getting revenge over Utah State for the loss in 1978 beating them as the number 16 team 48 to 24 then going to Wyoming as the number 13 team you have seen BYU jump up 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 in the rankings the number 13 Cougars went to War Memorial Stadium in Laramie and pasted the Cowboys 54 to 14 then took care of business against New Mexico in Cougar Stadium 59 to 7 ranked number 11 there for the next 3 weeks beating Colorado State 30 to 7 and also Long Beach State 31 to 17 both of those games on the road they came home on November 17th after losing to Wayne Howard and the Utes in 1978 and shut out the Utes 27 to nothing to finish off their in-state battles with two wins over their in-state foes. Then their regular season finale, they went to San Diego State to take on the Aztecs in San Diego Stadium. Won that game, by the way, the first nationally televised game for BYU in some time on ABC, 63 to 14. As such, BYU finishes the regular season a total of eleven wins against zero losses. They win the WAC title once again with a seven and zero conference record. They ranked number ten in that final game against those final two games against Utah and San Diego State. And then a little while later, what was it? Just over a no, just under a month later, BYU was back in San Diego Stadium for the second annual Holiday Bowl, taking on Indiana. And unfortunately, the search for a bull win continued as BYU lost that game against the Hoosiers 38 37. The Sunshine Scooter himself uh, was the head coach of Indiana that year. Lee Corso, some of you might know him, now a longtime commentator on College Game Day on ESPN. He was the coach of the Hoosiers in that game as they came out 38 37 winners over the Cougars. Marred an un- otherwise undefeated season for BYU going in 11 1. But Mark Wilson was absolutely marvelous set ncaa record upon ncaa record total offense completions and a half total offense and a half just you could go down the list of records that he set by the way that were going to be reset by a guy named by the name of jim mcmahon in 1980 and moving on it's gonna be reset multiple times in this offense for byu but a really really cool Season nineteen seventy nine, the first undefeated regular season in BYU history. They get into the top ten nationally, ranking wise. And this is the year, speaking in nineteen seventy. I think the national consciousness became more aware of what BYU was. This is not a team who had just a what would you call it? A a, I don't know how to term it. I'm struggling here to come up with the right word for it, but they weren't a cute team anymore. They were true power players. I guess that's the easiest way to say it. This was a team who was hell-bent on proving that they were among the best in the country, and they were aided by the fact that they had an absolutely marvelous roster led by a future Super Bowl-winning quarterback in Mark Wilson. He ended up being drafted by the Oakland Raiders, spent time as a Super Bowl-winning quarterback for the Raiders, and then obviously went on to many other things in his life, living up in the Seattle area. He's come back to BYU from time time. to time to be part of alumni events and that type of stuff, but really, really cool story that we'll continue to talk about tomorrow in 1980 as Jim McMahon finally gets his chance to be the quote-unquote the guy at BYU after seeing Mark Wilson be a first-team All-American, become a draft pick by the Oakland Raiders, a guy who set record upon record. Well, Jim McMahon, I'm sure, saw plenty of that and had a lot of gumption and a lot of just fire in the belly to go out and prove him wrong. And we'll talk about 1980 tomorrow. But 1979, the first undefeated season in BYU football history, 13 players on the all-whack teams that year, and the Cougars just absolutely are getting things rolling now. 1979 is kind of the kickoff to one of the greatest, you'd say probably five-year runs in college football history, the greatest five-year run in BYU history easily. I can say that without a doubt. But we'll talk about the dawn of the 1980s tomorrow on the podcast and obviously Jim McMahon the man himself takes over at the helm of BYU's football program and Boy, howdy, are there a lot of legendary stories about Jim McMahon and his time in Provo that we'll continue to break down in coming episodes of Locked On Cougars. All right, we will wrap up the show next. Get some final thoughts on what's going on in BYU sports currently. Some recruiting updates. We'll get to all of that here in just a few moments. First, though, today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at Built Bar, guys. They have a limited time flavor I want you guys to take advantage of. It is the Grasshopper Cookie flavor. This was sent to me, I think, three weeks ago now, and this Built grasshopper cookie folks if you like grasshopper shakes grasshopper cookies no matter what it is that thin mint cookie they have it almost perfected it in protein bar form it doesn't have the sugar that you would have in those cookies the best part is high protein high fiber low sugar low calories it is the perfect compliment when you want a delicious treat and it's only available this week only 150 calories but packed with 17 grams of whey protein just 5 grams of sugar guys if you don't get to built.com and order that grasshopper cookie flavor i don't know what to do for you guys it's absolutely phenomenal they have a number of other flavors if you're looking for something else they got cherry barcia which is one of my favorites of all time salted caramel strawberry orange german chocolate they're all available now at built.com get over there place your order now by the way you can use the promo code locked 15 to save yourself 15 percent on your next order at built.com yes 15% 15% off your next order, 1-5, by using the promo code LOCKED15 when you get to Built.com. Order them now. Take advantage of that offer. I can't tell you enough, that Built Grasshopper cookie, I'm ordering another box of them because they were absolutely phenomenal. So get to Built.com, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com and get enjoying the best tasting protein bars ever. All right, folks, before we go here on a Tuesday, wanted to get you guys one final note before we wrap up today's show, and that is a recruiting update. We're going to talk more about these guys in an episode later this week. I'm going to get hopefully Jeff Hansen or somebody's insight on this, but the offensive line at BYU is cleaning up and recruiting right now. The announcement came yesterday that Peter Fallonico out of Pineview High School down there in the St. George area has announced he is committed to BYU. He is an offensive lineman who I think has all the potential in the world and BYU has been well treated recently by guys coming from Southern Utah to Provo and Falunico will try to be the next to do that. He's a big bodied offensive lineman. I see him more as an offensive guard at BYU once he enrolls in school at in Provo. But he could end up playing offensive tackle. He's not necessarily, I think, a guy who you just kind of slot in a spot and say, no, that guy's going there. That's the biggest thing about it is you just look at what's going on with BYU's offensive line. Daryl Funk has been very, very good about evaluating talent, issuing those offers, and so far has been just bringing in commitment after commitment that also obviously the announcement by fallonico comes just days after the announcement by Orem high school's vice soifua who's coming to byu just down the road from oram high school soifua if some of you may have seen this on social media went to, i believe is old miss uh, they had a camp where he was doing one-on-ones and he had these guys from the sec uh, level of uh, I guess SEC country down there at Ole Miss who were just irate with him because he was so physical. He just was absolutely getting after guys. And I have my qualms with guys doing uh, one-on-one drills as offensive and defensive linemen without pads on. That's my personal issue with it. I just doesn't, don't think it necessarily translates as purely as some might think it does. But you could just see the fight, the tenacity, just the nastiness that he showed at that camp down there at Ole Miss. And the, I'm telling you, these defensive linemen were getting really, really, really testy with him, but he did not back down at all. Uh, Soifua, as well as Falunico, I believe make their 13th and 14th commitments for BYU's 2022 class. I got to believe they're getting close to filling up their already limited numbers in terms of scholarships for next year, but obviously BYU will massage the numbers with guys going on missions. Obviously, some guys may decide to enter the transfer portal, if we, as we have already seen with guys like Luke Andrada already, as well as Celetti Fevaliaki. Uh, So there will always be numbers that BYU can replace with prospects, but they're doing work in the offensive line room right now. I really like it. I think they understand the the quote-unquote tip of the spear that Jeff uh, Jeff Grimes – Preach when he was here at BYU. He wanted that offensive line to kind of lead the way for BYU's offense. Well, I think Aaron Roderick has bought into that wholeheartedly. I think he already understood that previous to working with Jeff Grimes, but they're just leaning into it now. And that is the good news if you're a BYU fan, is that BYU understands they need to continue to build this offensive line from the ground up. They need to have depth there at all times, continue to develop those guys, and give them the opportunity to have success. If you have a good offensive line who can give a quarterback plenty of times we saw in 2020 with Zach Wilson just sitting back there seemingly for eons then picking apart a defense. It's a great way to win games, plain and simple. Defensive backs, linebackers, they can only cover for so long before a guy comes open. And if you give a quarterback enough time to make a play, they're going to make that defense pay. And I think that's what BYU's philosophy is here. Yes, we've got good quarterbacks, but they're only so good as their offensive line is in front of them. And by the way, going back to our little bit of an independence conversation, think about the early days of independence. How dire the situation felt with BYU's offensive line. Well, it seems like they've rectified that and then some, and that's the good news if you're a BYU fan looking ahead to this upcoming year and future years under Kalani Sitake's leadership as well as Aaron Roderick as the offensive coordinator. They understand that that offensive line is going to be the base, the the foundation that BYU's offense is built on. That wide zone running scheme is, is going to be a staple, but in addition to a high-powered offensive uh, passing attack, that's going to attack downfield. I think there are going to be some fun, fun fireworks with BYU's offense in future seasons, especially this coming year with the talent BYU has at receiver and at tight end. There's no reason to think that BYU can't have plenty of success on offense if they get steady quarterback play as well as a solid offensive line. I'm a believer in this team, folks. I'll say it again. I really think they've got something special brewing in Provo. I could be wrong about that, but my gut tells me that 2020 was not a fluke. It was not a fluke plain and simple this is a good team they're recruiting at a high level and they're bringing in plenty of talent they're building for the future they want to build that foundation and I for one am looking forward to this upcoming season as well as future seasons under Kalani Satake and Aaron Roderick's leadership. All right, that is going to do it for this Tuesday edition of the show. A big thank you once again for your continued support. Please follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at LockedOnCougars. The Twitter, uh, not the Twitter feed, the email address for this podcast if you want to reach out anytime, time is LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. And a big thank you once again for your continued support. As I said, I want you guys to go from 40% to 60%, even 80 or 100%. Listen to as many shows as you possibly can manage because we we want you guys to join us every single day. That's going to do it. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for July 6th, 2021. And by the way, before we go, a reminder for you guys to now go listen to Locked On Today. It is your daily podcast, catching you guys up on everything else going on in the sports world at large. They do it in under 20 minutes or less. So tune into that now, right after you have finished listening to this show. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast once again for July 6th, 2021. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow.